Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 27 of The Search Cast, presented by Primal X Hockey and 5 in a Game Sports Network. I'm your host, Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Kat Hunter. And today, he's back. Our, <laughs> se- our Season 1 finale guest is coming back for a second turnaround on The Search Cast. Bringing it back one more time, we got Andrew Rinaldi of Field Pass Hockey, who covers your Chicago Wolves. Andrew, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. You know, I know it's a bit of a different vibe in Chicago these days, but I'm just, you know, just uh, raise the sunshine here all day. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit of a different vibe than from the last time we had you on, because we had you for the season one finale. The, the Wolves just won the Calder. So it was a good time. It was a good time. You know, my favorite guest of the show is on here. I know Bailey, her, her guest was I'm here sorry. last week. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, hey, you know what? The, at least my favorite guest is, you know, humble enough not to get salty about the fact that <laughs> he's not everyone's comments favorite. again. <laughs> hey, Colin brought this on himself. I mean, there's just, oh. it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, so um, if anyone doesn't, you know, no, Andrew, uh, me and him actually work together over at Field Pass. Actually, Bailey is also now part of the Field Pass family. So we got three Stealing Field Pass hockey thunder. members. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, Andrew, I know we talked about right before we started recording the uh, and like you just said, now the vibes are a little bit different in Chicago. I mean, Paul Dorowski's not there. Got a couple got you know, got two or three guys up with the Hurricanes right now. Like just seeing where the team is now compared to how it was last year, like in your opinion, like what's different about the Wolves outside of just, you know, a lot of names, not with the team from last year? Yeah, I mean, veteran leadership is probably the the one big thing that's, you know, you can really compare and, and contrast. Because, right, Podorowski went and chased a one-way deal. Levo went and got his one, uh, one-way one deal. Um, Nason's been brought up to Carolina. Chatfield's been brought up to Carolina. Um Lion went over to the system in Florida. You're a little familiar with that, Zach. Yep. A, a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 thought, I, I talked about Alex Lyon a little bit. Not so, much, um, <laughs> so, you know, you have these real big veteran guys that bring a lot of NHL game experience that aren't in the lineup anymore. And then you have, you know, another big piece like David Gus, who goes to a rival over there in Rockford. And what's he doing? He's just top five in the league in points. So... It, it, it happens to be like that. It's just, yeah, well, that's of course just, it that's, does. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's the price for success in this league is that when, you know, other NHL franchises looking like, hey, we want a piece of that, a piece of that action. And next thing you know, everyone just coming over. San Jose takes Ryan Warsawski off their hands. And I, oh, you know, yeah, I don't that was, that was huge. That you see Eric Carlson over there with a career year once you get Warsey behind the bench and getting him fired up. So, yeah, that got yeah, a lot of coincidence there. Plus, you know, everyone thought Piotr was going to be in Chicago for a while, and it's like, no, he's been with the Canes for a, a hot minute, just, yeah, just, just I, doing, doing his I'm thing. Kind of salty about that. I wanted a little more of my. We took jury for. We've taken jury from you guys a little bit. Yeah, he's back. Thank you. I mean, we <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's, he's been yo-yoing a little. <laughs> Well, well, here, well, here's like Andrew. Did you even think like Maxime Lajoie would be the captain of the Wolves this year? It's like that's not a guy you would think like. Okay, here's your next captain of the team. It's like you thought it'd be someone else, but like, what do you see like in Lajoie's like leadership style or just how he is as a player right now, being the new captain mm-hmm. of the Chicago Wolves? Yeah, I talked to him right after he uh, he got the C on his chest, and you know the way we. 
we had our chat. He, he, he said he wasn't the most vocal guy in the locker room, but they do have a, a very young lineup. A lot of guys kind of coming over and making their um, professional debuts. And, and he's kind of, I mean, he's got the uh, other, well, other than Jason Garrison, who's still around there, he's been injured all year, but other than him, he's probably got the most experience on that blue line on that roster. And he's, really taking that that uh, leadership role, and he's really run with it. I mean, if there's anything I can say about Lajoie and his game is that, I mean, he's just – he's dependable. You know what you're going to get from him night in and night out. He's he's kind of exactly what you want in, in a, a pro hockey player at this level. And he's got – I mean, that's just a wealth of, of knowledge and experience to hand on to some of these young guys. Like, I think it's great that they have Anthony Honka on his pairing. Because like who who better can you could you learn from than a guy like Lajoie? I mean, oh, for I mean for sure. I mean, yeah, like penalty kill specialist. I mean, just defensive anchor. You know, he's he's gonna hang in there and he's gonna give the goalie all the help that he can possibly give him. And it's um, it was certainly it was a, a learning curve for him, but I think I you know I think he's 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 the guy. I think he's got the right temperament for it. I think he's. You know, his, his game on the ice speaks for itself, and he's got a lot to share and a lot of wisdom to impart in these young kids. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's It definitely makes it a very interesting new dynamic to the team and a lot of, like you said, a lot of changes and stuff like that. So, I mean, I know you can't – it's hard for you to travel out that way, but when you do, it's like, it's like is there a sense of like a different vibe to the arena or to the fans just like watching the teams here? Because I know right now – I think last we checked, it's Chicago's right now in six in the Central Division, 11, 15, 3, and 1, 26 points. They're only about four back of the wild, and I want to say about nine back of Manitoba. Like, mm-hmm. what's like the total vibe right now going into Chicago, even with just with the fan base and like just looking at the standings? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, you know, the fans have been awesome really since day one that I've been on this beat. Um, and you know they're gonna they're gonna show out at all state and they're gonna cheer and I mean it's that's just kind of what happens when you have a franchise like the Wolves that are are just they're known for competing for championships on such a consistent basis, right? Um, obviously this year's this year's a little different. This year's a bit of a transition year, but you know the first couple months with this team was just a lot of a lot of learning, a lot of um, you know like I said, a lot of these young players are kind of coming in, getting their feet wet. And just kind of learning the uh, the style of game over here, right? Anthony Honka is a perfect example of that. Guy has a lot of talent, but it's it's an adjustment period to move across the ocean to you know go from this open style European ice to a little more closed in North American style. Yeah, for sure. And then you have a, a brand new bench boss who's also getting his feet wet up in this levels, and it's it, it's a lot of just a lot of. A lot of adjustments, a lot of learning. I mean, you're going to make mistakes when you're learning, and they, you know, they made a lot of mistakes. But <laughs> yeah, of of their of their last nine games, they're five, two, and two. You know, they're. Well, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that. You know, slow start. You kind of, you kind of pick it up a little bit. I mean, you you you'll t- you'll take your last ten. I mean, you're luckily it's I guess it's so far into the season enough to where it's not you're so far out of it that you can still kind of make it up with some good hockey. You know, if you, if you get a hot run, because I know yeah. we talked about it when I was on the Holy Grail, was it last month? Like teams can get hot at the right time and mm-hmm. 
you can kind of get yourself out of a hole you dug yourselves in too. For sure. And I, I think one of the big things for them is just to get healthy. Uh, you got Kevin Fitzgerald, who we'll find out in about two hours if he passes through waivers and he's been, he'll be able to rejoin the team. He's finally been practicing. He's healthy. And he would be a huge, a huge get for this blue line. Um, Ryan Suzuki's finally back in, in full yeah. time. And he's making contributions immediately. You're getting Jack Drury back, you know, yeah. and and I think I think Sachenko once he kind of got over some of those, you know, I don't think he was expecting to be the guy, but then when Kochekov goes off, <laughs> yeah, right, last resort kind of situation, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's he's kind of finally starting to settle into that crease, and he's taking over, and he's been playing really well as of late, yeah. Uh, so what do you and i'm almost kind of curious to hear your answer on this too so situation comes where we finally get freddie anderson back Mm -hmm. uh he's kind of back from injury and Pyotr kochetkov is off of his emergency stint with us what do you think that crease situation looks like once Pyotr returns um i mean it you know it all depends on on how freddie's feeling and if, I mean, if he if he comes back and he's up to you know up to game form and and he performs, then I think the best thing for Carolina is you know what you have in Antti Ranta, you know, um, and I mean you you know also what you have in Kochekov, but there's only enough space for for two guys to get some consistent playing time. So I think the best thing to do would be to bring Piotr back down to Chicago, right, and to just get him as much playing time as possible. He's down right. here. He's the guy. I mean, no disrespect to what Zachary Sachenko has been doing as of late, but you'd start Kochekov as much as you possibly can. Right. As realistically right. possible. Well, yeah. And- I would also say I would I would also say too like you could probably possibly see a conditioning stint for uh, Freddie Anderson in Chicago too possibly because he's been out for so long and if the Canes you know want to give him a little bit more time to get back into game shape. Why not a conditioning? We've seen other guys take stints down here for conditioning. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. says that Carolina's like, hey, Freddie, go to Chicago for a little bit, get a couple games under your feet, and we'll bring you back, and then we'll just send back to checkoff. Do you possibly see that as a possible avenue for the Hurricanes to take with the Yeah, Wolves? absolutely. I think I think when you're on an absence for that long, you know, it's and you have a opportunity to get a guy down and just get back in the rhythm. You know, I, I don't want to say they don't care about the result down there but kind of you know it's it's just more about getting into um you know getting in the game shape i mean oh over on the griffins i have i've seen two different guys who are up normally up with the red wings but right now they're down with the griffins kind of just working on their game and then once they're ready once they feel good once you're you know like you're back up to what you expect out of yourself then you're you know you're ready it, it, it's so hard at this level to try and get back on the bike. Yeah. yeah. Game speed that oh, they yeah. play at the national league. So, yeah. you know, you, you can kick it back down to the American league and it's a little more forgiving if, you know, you make a mistake here or there while you're, you know, just getting back to getting back to you, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, the hurricanes just got max Pacioretty back. So his first game is in. He, like, he's on the fourth line. Everyone's like, he's not a fourth line guy. Well, he's also had this his first game all season. So it's kind of like I see I feel like that's the same way I think with the Hurricanes. You could be like, okay, well, he, we do have an emergency in one goalie, but if we condition if we put a conditioning set on Freddie, at least it gives us a couple extra days to get, you know, 
figure out this how the situation is going to be to swap goalies at some point. So I I also think like everyone they're like oh no you can't you can't send Piotr back down like there's no way he's our future he's playing so well but honestly so now we've seen his past two games so he sat for a while because Ronto was the hot goalie and I mean the kid you can still see the kid's still young because he came back and like. He's still good. He's still Piotr, but you could tell he was a little rusty. So if we get Freddie back, I think it would be a lot more helpful for Piotr to be seeing pucks and getting that. Like, it's probably going to be a different type of atmosphere that he's used to now. But he, uh, I mean, I think it's still, it's better than just, you know, practice. Like, it's like a step above and it's getting him used to being in that, like, game mode. And, like, it's it's very easy for us to, like, kind of go back and forth with them, which I think um, everyone around the league is a little jealous because they've all had their goalie situations. And here we are sitting with too many, like that's an interesting problem to have, but also like you have too many, but you also have a spot to put them where they can keep playing and can keep getting better and get those reps in. And I'm sure the wolves would love that. (laughs) Absolutely. One. So one of my favorite quotes I've gotten from this season was from uh, Magnus Helberg when he was down in Grand Rapids on his conditioning stint. And it basically, I'm paraphrasing it, but he said, it doesn't matter where I'm at, the puck looks the same. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not wrong. Exactly. <laughs> he's not wrong. So, I mean, it, you know, I know like it, it seems like you have three goalies, like it's, 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 a, it's a problem in a way because it's like, what do you, you know, what do you really do? But when you have the flexibility to send a guy like Piotr down to get him as much action as he possibly can, so that way, you know, uh, you, uh, it's just it, it, the reality of it is you have two guys in Carolina who who have a, a history of of not being able to stay healthy. So if you instead of just letting him sit up here and wait for his opportunity, he you bring him down to Chicago, you let him play as much as you can, keep him in his game, keep him in his rhythm. I mean, we you've seen from last night when he's out for it's the only thing. If you're not consistently playing, it's yeah. hard keep your focus i mean goal goaltending is such a between the ears position that you just you got to keep getting them as much game time as possible and he's going to get that down in chicago which yeah, for, I, yeah. i'm also I mean, just trying to manifest this for myself but. <laughs> <laughs> well also we need to take advantage of it while we like because when we're going to have to later decide with ranta and freddie and like obviously well peter like it's really nice to have three and have this like a decision, but not really a decision. And then later we're going to have a bigger decision to make. So I'm not, it's not like a terrible problem to have right now. Right. Um, later, the decisions are what's going to be the scarier thing. One thing, if you saw like Ranta really struggling or Freddie's, he can't, you know, end up making it back in there. But if you have a three goalie problem is not a bad problem to have. Mm-hmm. If they're all playing at the level that you can expect if with the way this season has gone, yeah, I felt like goalies are getting hurt left and right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like even then too, like if you look at the stats, save percentage wise, goals against, like there's only like a handful of goalies, and then there's a then there's just like a drop off. Like we saw Shesterkin has not been himself this year at all. That's why you see the who Rangers. called that one, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought I was crazy, and when I mentioned it in our season preview that he's going to come back to Earth, and look at that. <laughs> Hey, this isn't just a hat rack, my friend. Hey, I thought people, I thought people were crazy when they said he had dethroned Vassy, and I still don't think he has. And until Vassy blinks, no one has. No, for sure. But then that, <laughs> the, the good thing with Piotr and the how the contract—I mean, his contract doesn't really kick in until next season, so he's still technically on his two-way. 
which is mm-hmm. kind of nice to have. And like what Andrew said, it all depends on how the goalies are going to be. We can see, you know, Piotr back up at some point. But I think if you get him in Chicago right now, that's a nice addition to a team that's like, okay, you know, get some guy, get a guy behind the net in between the pipes, and it kind of works out like that. So it's just, it's a situation that is is not bad at all for the Hurricanes, like Kat said. It's going to have a little extra goalies. So we want to get into some fan questions because I know we got about like 20-ish minutes left with you, Andrew, and now you got to get going soon. I want to knock some of these out with you. So uh, we kind of talked about the Chicago Wolf season so far, but I figured this is a great one to start off with. Uh, this is from a, a buddy of ours, uh, Joel James, JJ from uh, Mile High Pundit, part of the network as well at 5 to Game. Mm-hmm. Um, can the Wolves repeat this year? How has Piotr's absence affected the team morale? Um, first off, uh, probably not. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of good teams right now, especially in the the Atlantic yeah. is pretty stacked. The Pacific I was going to say when you're tough. sitting sixth in the Central, that's not an entire. I mean, it's possible to bounce back from that, but that, that it's not a great with, look. There's there's with a lot Iowa. of growth to the Calder Cup. There are a couple pieces behind. I. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like like yeah. looking at Milwaukee, looking at the Pacific Division, but, looking at the stacked Atlantic. So right, did it's going to be rough. <laughs> did other teams like lose as many? Like, did they lose as many players and like kind of go through all the restructure that the Wolves did? Though, like, I, I feel like the Wolves were so good that you know you lose the key pieces, and the other teams are just like we're holding on to move mm-hmm. on, get the cup. So obviously they're not going to be going through the same growing pains as well. I mean, you can kind of, kind of compare it to the abs a little bit where like they're coming off this big win, but they're the other teams that are holding on and kind of keeping their same core yeah, and they're yeah. just pushing ahead and the abs are, they've lost some key pieces, not saying that's what made them win the cup, but now they're like working to regain what they had. Well, they're also, well, they also, they're all uh, injured guys too in Colorado. Yeah. That, <laughs> so. That's why, that's why they're the Colorado, like evil, Eagle Lanch because the fact that a lot of the Eagles the Eagle. are with it. <laughs> so I mean it's kind of like Hey, we uh, were we we were the Hurl Wolves a little bit the last couple seasons, so also very true, but to kind of but, attack <laughs> onto that, I feel like player teams that win the Calder oftentimes see that bit of a tornado with their team though too. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's really common to lose prospects after the cup. Like it's it's a compliment, but also sucks at the same time. Like you're like these guys are good; they deserve you know. But then you're saying like, no, our team. <laughs> there was um, a lot of point that's that's missed is kind of just how good Carolina was and mm-hmm. how it kind of forced a lot of um, a lot of players out of the system because it's like, where are you really gonna get your shot at in the lineup? So. Two guys, especially um, Joey Keane, who was one of the love of the Joey Keane. Yeah, yeah. losing um, lo- losing him was definitely rough. Yeah, you got the you got your power play quarterback, and I mean, such a smooth skater, a guy who can get the puck out almost effortlessly out of his zone. Now he's over. Um, now he's over dancing with the Bears over in Russia. Um, and then Jesper Selgren was another guy who I thought was really underrated for the Wolves. And again, it's just, I mean, we're, we're on that blue line in Carolina. Are you going to look for an opportunity? I mean, Chatfield was able to, to kind of go up and, and claim that one spot that was possibly available to him. And that was it. 
And so, yeah. and so you saw Jesper. Now he's he's heading. He's back home in Sweden, and he's probably gonna gonna finish out his career over in Europe. And if you had asked a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people would have expected Drury to like kind of break into the roster, kind of similar to Seth. Um, and but this season, like again, like we couldn't find, we can't really find a spot for him either, which is again another problem, not problem. Right. So I mean, I understand it for the guys, like the fact you. It's great when you can come up, but when you can't find a spot on a team, I mean, you got to go find your opportunity, unfortunately yeah, yeah. for us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you, if you get Patch Ready back, that's going to be kind of tough, too. Nason got injured. That's how he got in the lineup. Then you got him coming mm-hmm. back. You got Stepon. You got Martin. Up and stuff. Like, Podorowski, we talked about him for a second. Now he's at Coachella Valley with the Firebirds. I was going to say, I got to see yeah. him play and score a goal against the Eagles the other night, and I, I, I sat there thinking – I miss yeah. that kid. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I miss Spotsy. Yeah. Like, but I mean, we do have some good additions. If you look at the fact that you, you do have, you know, um, Vasily Ponomarev, he's, you know, he's supposed to be really highly talented. He looked really good in the in the uh, prospect showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Max LaJoy a little bit. I mean, Nathan Susi, uh, Tuka Tia, uh Tiaskalov? Is that how pronounced his last name? Yeah. Yeah. That last name is rough. But even Alexander Patrick. We let Zach do all the pronunciations. <laughs> Brings it hey. to fun for us. And then we hey, just make faces hey. like, we're not sure that's right, but we'll let it go. Hey, 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 nine times out of ten, I'm pretty good. But also we got um Alexander Passion. And there was another guy I was about ready to say, and I got just thrown off for about half a second. Yeah, that was and that was him, Alexander Passion. So I mean, he looked pretty good in the uh, prospect showcase, too. So I mean we did lose a lot of good guys, but also it seemed like we also picked up a lot of good uh, prospects in North America too, mm-hmm. or coming over from Europe into North America. As you say, even with Piotr, like Piotr really hasn't even been in North America for a year yet. Yeah, and it's he's been wild. playing really well. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, but like, what do you think of all these prospects too that the, that the Hurricanes kind of like picked up through the showcase and coming into Europe, playing their first years in North America? Yeah, I talked about uh, Anthony Hanka a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Tuka Tiaxala is a guy who's getting kind of stronger as the year goes on. I love his vision. I love his playmaking. And Alexander Passion, despite having one of the worst tape jobs I've ever seen. It, uh, it's it's pretty he, bad. Like I, I've seen photos. Yeah. Bud. Bud. <laughs> um, Go back he's, to out here play, he's out here playing roller hockey while the rest of us are playing ice hockey. Um Pretty much, he, yeah. He's a, very, he's a very interesting, um, very interesting prospect. And again, at the same, like to come over and you know play your your first professional North American games. There's a hmm. you know big adjustment period and everything. Absolutely. So if he's if he's not piling up the points, you can't be like, oh, this guy's going to be a bust. You know, you compare it to you know a guy like Potts, who's you know played how many seasons i don't even know oh my gosh that 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 that, i feel like that dude's so used to north american hockey i think it's like his first language now is just (laughs) it's like it's like has this dude really from anywhere else other than north america because he's he's been here forever and mason and there are just so many you know there's those guys each had over 200 games nhl experience and you replace that with a guy like alexander passion i'm not gonna you know like knock the talent level but just from an experience standpoint yeah you, that's tough that's that's a tough ask to go to go into north america replace an entire team who just basically rolled the entire league last year like mm-hmm. okay here go repeat that's not that's right. not, that's not yeah. how it works you can't just roll <laughs> over a, the whole league again after you've lost all your big names to a bunch of right other teams. and to, it's fun and, to watch them try though yeah no <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, 
yeah, ask Andrew how you're supposed to write an article when it's like eight seven in one game, and it's like oh, that. Well, when both that was were involved in that and that slot fest, it was that was tough. <laughs> like because like it was funny because like in our because you know all us AHL writers are talking and it's like he's in the middle of like trying to like how do I describe how do I talk about this game when it's eight seven and it's both of his teams in the same article. It's like do I make a positive? <laughs> do I make a negative? How do I make this work? I, I, I don't just, envy you. I don't envy you, sir, at that at all. Because yeah. like, how do you no, write? My that? reaction was just, "What was that?" Like, what <laughs> <laughs> that's just the article. Three words done. Right. <laughs> it's basically like it's suck versus suck, but it's like 15 goals in the process with an overtime winner and a massive blown lead on top of that. So it's like defense how I... forgot how to defense. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, like what are you supposed to do at that point? But uh, JJ, thank you for your question. Another one we have is from. A very regular question asker, Andrew. I think you know him pretty well. It's uh, Eric underscore K eight from Twitter. That he's oh, yeah. an absolute. He's an absolute beauty. Um, he he goes awesome. Going to be a good episode. I mean, of course, Andrew's here. Duh. Um, <laughs> for a question, I'd ask who among the new prospects has impressed you the most with adapting the AHL system. Of all the have new fun. guys, yeah. <laughs> Have fun answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just picking up off the guys here. This, this is their first year here. Yeah, um, oh yeah. All, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna all go, the new guys, yeah. I'm going to go with Honka. Honka was a guy, I mean, I think he's he's still got a lot to learn on the defensive side of the puck, which is why I think it's really good for him to be paired with Lajoie. But, um, I mean – Honka stepped right in and started producing from the blue line immediately, which is really impressive because none of his forwards could finish in front of him for the first couple months of the season. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so for him to come in and, and show a lot of poise with the puck, I think as a young kid with, you know, some big four checkers from Milwaukee and Iowa coming down on him, um, I think it was really impressive. Like I said, I think he still needs uh, some work done in the defensive zone, but I mean, it, it, it takes time. No one, I mean, yeah, no one's going to be a shutdown defender at a you know young age like that coming right over from uh, from Europe. So yeah, I mean, not not everyone's Jacob Slavin. You can't just automatically know what you're doing and just exactly you know, shutting down the best guys in the league year in and year out. I mean, it's just those guys don't grow on trees. <laughs> right. And even Slavin had to learn. So, but you know, from an immediate impact standpoint, I mean, Honka, he was, yeah. he's, he's been the guy since day one. Yeah. I mean, he, he also looked really good in the showcase as well. I know we had a lot of early puns for Honka coming right out of the prospect showcase. Oh, so, I mean, no, yes, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to say any, it's all right. I'm going to try to go, I'm going to try to go punless in this episode but uh yeah i really like Tonka's game in the prospect showcase i think he's gonna do really well like you said just give him time give him a couple years in the ahl he'll be all right he'll be fine yeah, yeah he'll be fine uh last question is from taylor vis vis nevik i'm so sorry for pronouncing your last name wrong i'm but the thing is though, i know how to say hot i can i know how to say hockey names that look insanely hard to pronounce i can get those right like these ones, it's like it's not, it's kind of tough, but I could I could get it, but it's like listen, no, ASPN cannot say work. any of our players' names. You're already so doing I, better you, than them. You are excused. I just like to give you a hard time. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. I appreciate it. I uh, wouldn't so, want to be saying the name, so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, like there's someone that we know who came and said cock and yummy correctly, and I'm like, it's cock and yummy. Like it's. I just I I can say it. I just know eventually I will slip up. So KK is just way. It's like Sam with Svechnikov. <laughs> you gotta t- bide your time. <laughs> <laughs> or or Kachekov. Or Kachekov. Honestly, this is why. Hey, to, to be fair, though, that was. To be fair. Me. When <laughs> Zach and I did our first epi- episode together, and I was trying to talk about Kachekov, I was sitting and stumbling on his name a little bit just because yeah. it was so new. So that's yeah. that's fair. <laughs> this is why mentor. That's why mentor is awesome because he he has all of their names down pat real easy. So I'm- yeah, miss miss him on Twitter. Uh, so Taylor's question, um, she's she asks, "What's it like being the best writer in the in the AHL?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Patrick Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is anyone really Patrick um, Williams outside of Patrick Williams? <laughs> uh, geez, I mean, I'm. I don't know. Blessed <laughs> to to write for a, a especially passionate and awesome fan base, you know, and it makes it it makes the whole thing worth, you know, getting up for the games every every night and talking to the players and letting them and and just the uh, the the heart and soul coming from the the readers and the fan base you can just you can just feel how much they care for this team care for these guys and you know just seeing them going up and and then producing over there in carolina no one's a bigger cheerleader for these guys than the ones who watch them all grow up down here in chicago and i'm i'm blessed i'm i'm blessed to be a part of it i you know i love doing it i'm i'm glad that for some reason, people love reading what I have to write and say and everything because I don't know. I think I sound kind of crazy sometimes, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we all we, we all be, we all big uh, big fan of my work, and I just wanted to say, you know, I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, and I'm glad that I have a bunch like her following along with me, and it's, it's been a fun ride, and I hope to continue riding it. Yeah, I mean, we all have to be a little bit crazy for us to like, you know cover the ahl because it's just it is an it is a very interesting league to cover because ebbs and flows of call-ups constantly guys getting traded to different teams or just leaving every year so yeah i totally get that andrew but i mean like you said you also got tabby you got eric i mean you got alex like there's so many like the, the consistent you know kane's twitter wolf's twitter people and stuff like that mm-hmm. but no it's yeah i mean like i said met you through you know the wolves and stuff like that so i mean it's right. it's always good work for sure and the fact that you know of us working at field pass i think you know i think trying to be non-biased to our company who pay <laughs> you know who lets us do what we do but i think it's, it's probably the best place to cover minor league hockey because it's it's a good it's a great group over there so i mean it's just, the support mm-hmm. system we got is just absolutely fantastic like yeah yeah, I, I love the environment that we've helped create up there, and it's, um, you know, I, I feel blessed every day. Yeah, I just, I, I, I love talking about this sport. I love talking about it with other people, and I found a spot that's I can call home now, and it's, it's fantastic. And I'm glad to see you two come and come and join our squad. It just makes it even stronger. Now we just got to convince cat to join in next <laughs> give yeah. her some team to cover <laughs> we, we have a lot of teams on the atlantic division that could get some good coverage that's for sure because i know i know i know Corey out in hershey he does like the bears he does i think pretty much almost the entire division outside of charlotte so it's like yeah 
Yeah, that that guy needs a break. He, I, don't, I don't know. Where, I don't know where he gets the time, but he's a beauty. We love we love what Corey has to bring there, and he oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially as Hershey Bears. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting time. But no, I mean, yeah, Cal. Eventually, we'll just keep, we'll get you to come over to us too and just start writing about you know some team in the AHL. But slowly but surely, we'll, we'll get there. We're gonna slowly just migrate everyone over and just make this. <laughs> just have every team covered at some point but andrew before we let you go because i know you're on a slight time crunch but we appreciate you joining us for a little bit to talk about the wolves and all that good stuff but where can people find you on the socials and find your writing and also uh you're also a podcast host on the holy grail so where can people find that as well the floor is yours sir promote everything and everything so i know the next three minutes are going to be up real quick with all the stuff you have to let us know about (laughs) So um, to follow my wolf stuff, you can, uh, my at is FPH Wolves. And then this weekend, I'm going to be over in Grand Rapids and you can follow along with me at FPH Griffins. And um, there's going to be a lot. I mean, I live tweet all the games. I love answering questions and fans. I just love interacting with fans in general. So it's a good time. I, I, can, yeah, I can confirm absolutely. it's a good time. <laughs> so, you know, if anyone has anything, you know, any questions, anything about a player or a system, or you just want to say like, hey, you, um, you know, your beard looks gross or whatever. I'm all for any of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, honestly, on the uh, work because we're you know we're, we're gonna put this on YouTube. I think your beard looks fantastic, sir. I mean, the I hair. think so too. <laughs> did but, you, did you, you do know, something to your hair? It's got an extra little it. poof to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, we have a weekly podcast over at uh, Field Pass that's called the Holy Grail, and that's stylized G R A H L, and we fantastic just talk everything. I know, I love it. We talk about awesome. everything American Hockey League. We um, we bring our hot takes to the table occasionally. Our Marley's correspondent Zach Power tries to light himself on fire every now and then. It's um it's full of chaos. It's full of glory. It's um you know we have a lot of fun with it. I I think my favorite episode was uh, during the playoffs last year when uh, when the Wolves were playing the Stockton Heat in the Western Conference Finals and. If you could ever go back and rewatch that one, I was just an unhinged mess. At that <laughs> the Wolves took four penalties in the first period, and like it was, I mean, they, killed them, they killed them all off. But like that's I'm, just I remember that game, yeah. That I don't need in my life, and they pulled oh, away man. with a with a real a real great win. Um, Ivan Ladnia, who's been battling an injury, he's hopefully going to be returning to the lineup later in the year. He scored, and then. Potsy sealed away with a breakaway with a minute left, and you know the celebration pretty much began at that point. Um, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so there's so there's all all sorts of good content on the Holy Grail, and you know just got to tune in for all your AHL content, and we'll bring it to you. Yeah. So if you're on the YouTube version, you see the little banner on the bottom. We got you know all, you know Andrew's ass where you can follow him on Twitter, also the podcast as well. It's I think it's it's the Holy. And I know it's Holy Grail. On Twitter, is that right? if I'm correct on that? Yeah, it's the, it's the Holy Grail. I thought yeah. so. I wanted to make, I was making sure I was getting that right. But yeah, make sure to check that out as well. Great podcast. I can I can I can confirm the chaos is absolutely insane, and we're we're definitely good with that. But now, Andrew, like I said, man, I really appreciate you coming on. You know, talking with us for a little bit about the wolves and all that good stuff. We got to make sure to have you on again. Oh. And any progress to the uh, wolves? Maybe uh, you know sniffing the playoffs a little bit but like yeah, I said, for sure. 
For sure. And again, thanks. You know, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I, you know, like I said before, I love just chatting hockey about any and all types. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, of course. You know, th- anytime for sure. We appreciate it. And also thank you everyone who sent out the questions. Fantastic job. We'll love it. We, we love having interactions with fans, especially when we got guests like Andrew on. So, mm-hmm. but gotta let our guests go. Cause he's got to get to grand Rapids and cover the Griffins. And hopefully that basement team in the uh, central <laughs> gives him a little bit more hope <laughs> over the next yeah. one. It's getting a little musty down here for me. Gotta get out of the cellar somehow, yeah. but all right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, Andrew. We appreciate you joining us today, man. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, thanks, yep, Andrew. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Bye. All right, that was Andrew Winaldi of Field Pass Hockey. Just an absolute great guy to have on the podcast. It's good to have him I on for the him. second time. Second time on the show, just uh, different vibes than the last time, Bailey, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> since, definitely. No, since I the remember season finale. Oh, talking man. last time, season finale. I mean, we were, I, I was coming off of helping the Avs celebrate their massive win but Andrew Rinaldi coming off of celebrating the Wolves win and it it just it was a big winning kind of vibe and we were it's something and we kind of talked about it a little bit with Andrew being on and talking about yeah I mean it's it sucks when you lose a lot of your core um but you can't help but kind of be happy for those guys going off and kind of finding themselves in bigger positions and helping other teams kind of to that same point. Um, So I don't know. It's, I I hope the wolves can kind of hold it together and I'm a little nervous to see what'll happen when Freddie comes back and Piotr unfortunately may have to go down, but it'll, he'll be all right. It's Piotr. It gives him more time. Yeah. The one thing that I was kind of interested in kind of thinking though, and maybe you guys will kind of, be able to give some kind of good insight and thoughts on this as well. I've I've noticed with Piotr, he Mm -hmm. plays a lot better. And this goes for a lot of goalies in saying that goalies usually play better when they have faith in the team in front of them. How -hmm. do you think that's going to translate down to Chicago when Piotr gets sent back? Do you think that's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of that building trust again, kind of situation or Um... what does that look like? I think I think there's gonna be a little bit of like you know getting back to the flow of be, being in a different locker room than you have been for most of the season. So I think there's right. gonna be some a little bit of a growing pain, a little bit. Plus the team is kind. Of, I mean they have won more games recently, but I mean they're still a struggling team in the Central. That's they're like I said, they're about nine points out of fourth place right now. So it's gonna be a little bit of an adjustment period for Piotr to go back to the AHL and all those guys who are probably used to the goalies they have now getting him back in the lineup because he's only there for like not even 10 games. So it's, I think it's definitely going to be a feeling out process for the first probably week or so, maybe two. I could see him. I could see him playing. If he doesn't have that full like trust or confidence yet, playing a little bit more aggressive. I mean, he already has his like poke check. Like he already is a more like confident coming forward goalie. I can mm-hmm. see him doing that a little bit more if he's not as trusting of his defense. Um, but honestly, I think he's just going to be playing for the chance to get back with the Canes. Like, right. I think he will see that as a challenge <laughs> to, Hey, I'm going to be playing here. Um, but my goal is to get back there. And if, if it, is like Freddie and Ronta go on this big hot streak and like for some reason Piotr stays down there a lot longer. I mean, I think he's just going to be like, well, my, my spot is there next. Like I, I just see that fire in that kid that he's just, 
he's not, I don't think he's going to take it as um, a, a demotion or of any sort, but just a chance to prove himself more. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm just going to miss his interactions with Fetch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I really think it's going to be a. I think he understands. It's like he he's got like you said. He just got a new contract. He's got four years with the team kicking in next year. He, it was kind of like it was an emergency loan situation. No one knew how long he was going to be, you know, in Carolina for. It was just an extended period of time because Freddie's been out for so long. I think it's kind of like it, it's the nature of the business. There's nothing you can do about that. I think we might see him. I guess it depends on what the Canes do at the trade deadline. Of do you move on from Ranta or Freddie? At that point, if you want to go down that path, or do you just want to ride out with those two guys and let Piotr just finish out the finish out the season in the AHL and just get him ready for next year? I guess it all really depends on what the Kings want to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, the, the deadline is going to be very interesting. On do you go like what depth they're going to get? Because I know Corey Laviolette. I think yesterday just dropped an article of what's the trade board 1.0. Of like, mm-hmm. do care? Do the Canes go for a second C, or do they go for depth on the scoring or depth on defense and stuff like that? But I think the goaltending situation is going to be another aspect to watch as well. Because yeah, do you, I, do you, go, do you just keep as as is, or my do you take, do one of them? My take would I would hope we keep as is. I just don't want to risk going into playoffs with while they're great two injury prone goalies um and you I don't think you're going to find something better around the league at the moment um not well, any nothing that someone would give up <laughs> like I think the well, go- I think the league is stingy with their goalies right now well no I'm not I'm not thinking it's going to be a goalie for goalie trade I think it's going to be goalie for like a depth player or goalie for like picks type thing like we're not going to get a goalie back I think it's going to be if you move one of those guys, it's going to be for assets of the future, and then mm-hmm. you just bring up Piotr, or it's like you trade a goalie for a current guy who's a depth player now, and maybe a pick or something like that. That's where I see more of that, not straight up goalie for goalie. It's going to be more of like assets for future or depth mm-hmm. to help the defense or the forwards out, right? For a longer stint. I think that's I think that's how the Canes are going to play it if they move on from a goalie. I don't think they will because they want to keep as is, but it's the Hurricanes. Anything can happen. I mean, we all thought the Hurricanes were going to trade for anyone, and then we thought, oh, it's the deadline. They didn't get anyone. We're good to go. And then it's like, huh, surprise. Now we got Max Domi at the last second. So it's it's yeah. definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. But, but, yes. <laughs> yeah. So before we go I to personally Arcane, hated that. <laughs> he, I mean, he did help game seven against the Bruins, but other than that, we already have a game seven. We're good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, so before we get ever confused, he's never called Mr. Game Seven. No, he's not. No. no, he's no, no, he's not. He's Mr. One Game Seven. <laughs> yeah, we have a Mr. Game Seven, and that we're fine with that. But before we get farther into the Canes talk, though, we do have to talk about our amazing sponsors at Primal X Hockey. So if you're on the YouTube or yeah, if you're on the YouTube version, we have a link at the bottom where you can go into their website. And we got the special code to get 20% off your offer. But if you're on the audio version of it, um, go to primalxhockey.com. Use the code SEARCHCAST uh, to get 20% off your order. They're a great group. to you know They're our ROG sponsor since not even before our first episode. They were here before that as well. Um, so if you're looking for equipment, you know, st- uh, stick tape, you know, if you're looking for skate protector, stuff like that. They even got uh, shields now. 
for uh, helmets. So if you're looking nice. to get a bubble or a cage, um, I like the fish. I'm more of a fishbowl helmet guy myself because I think all the bars and stuff would kind of like distort my eyes a little bit. So I would probably, mm-hmm. if it was me, I go with the fishbowl. I know a lot of people kind of joke about it, but I think it's a little bit easier for me. But I mean, they got those now. They also got a skate sharpener if you want to get your skate sharpened at the uh, at the warehouse. So that's um, pretty good as well. You can do pickups at the at the warehouse, or you can get shipped, uh, um, you know, around the states because they do free shipping, which is kind of nice. And they're actually on Amazon Prime for uh, some of their products as well. So I mean, they're going to say they also have some really cool merch. Oh, the, um, the hoodies and the hats. The hoodies, are... the hats. They've got koozies for your mm. tailgating needs. I mean, I can I can attest these koozies are pretty <laughs> nice. I mean, they are they are pretty fantastic. I I love these things because, I mean. It, it Who just doesn't love really a nice. good koozie? I, I'm especially when it's a, a Raleigh-based company too, because they even has Raleigh, Absolutely. North Carolina, around the bottom. I mean, shop local, support local, and like these guys are like not even 15 minutes from the arena. Like yeah. I said, you can you can do pickups at the warehouse. You can kind of check out the you know place, you know, talk to those guys, Matt, Tuck. You know, all of them are just so great. They're they're, they're hoping to make it over to the warehouse at least once while I'm in town for the stadium series game. Oh, you have to for sure. Like I said, they're a great group over there. So like I said, you go to primalxhockey.com, use the code SearchCast at checkout for 20% off your order. It helps support us, but also helps out support our number one sponsor of the show. So that's why you got this little cool logo at the bottom left corner if you're on the YouTube version. Like I said, just go help support them, help support us. Like I said, you get a lot of cool, ridiculously awesome stuff there. Oh, yeah. mean, you can't go wrong with that, but yeah, once I, start, I was going to say, once I start getting into hockey, I, I'm getting skating lessons or I got skating lessons for Christmas. So once I start getting into hockey, they're going to be my go-to for tape and all that good stuff. Oh so. yeah, for sure. So yeah, especially, especially when you know, protect the face, Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely gotta go for the bubbles. Cause those, those uh, ones are really nice. I guess, but they get stick tape. You know, like they even got uh, skate protectors too with the little uh, bottoms on it, so you can protect your skates when you're walking around. Oh yeah, very very clutch for sure. Like they got they got everything and everything. They even have um, they have a little tool where you actually can cut your tape off your stick cleanly instead of having to like try to deal with it the old old fashioned way of trying to unravel it. You just cut straight through it. Yeah, they have a lot of great stuff. Definitely, PrimeXHockey.com is probably the best place to look at in terms of anything hockey equipment related. Like I said, the merch. This look pretty nice. It's also pretty nice. <laughs> but going into the Canes talk, so we got some Canes PR stats that we do want to talk about a little bit. Um, this is a week ago, so some of it might have changed a little bit, but I think this is some pretty cool stuff we have to talk about because a lot of milestones and a lot of streaks and a lot of records have been set or broken and all that good stuff. So the first one is from about a week ago. The Hurricanes PR uh, tweeted out, the Hurricanes posted a 12-0-1 record, 25 points in December, marking the second time that the Hartford Carolina has played at least five games in a calendar month, 243 such instances without a regulation loss. Last time was October of last year, uh, 2021, almost the last year, 2021, uh, where they went 8-0-0. <clears throat> Coming out of November, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. If everyone remembers our episodes from November, me and Bailey were like, "Yeah, 
We're struggling for content, bud. <laughs> Another one of those. Do I talk good? Do I talk bad? What do I well, talk about? Yeah, that, that's mainly like there was yeah. no good content to talk about, or at least not yeah. a lot. Yeah, especially when you're on a streak of like a lot of overtime losses, and then you're mm-hmm. going you're, like you just lose to Arizona right before Thanksgiving, and then you go like into- if I. If I never, Boston. if I never saw free hockey ever again in my life due to <laughs> this season, I would be okay. Just November, all November, Just alone. November alone. <laughs> yeah, because I think we had like four overtime losses in that like two week span, and luckily one of them was against Boston. Which, if anyone remembers our Thanksgiving episode that we had right before then, we were nervous going into that Boston game because you know Boston's in the middle of their dumb run. They're still... We did a lot better than I expected us. We to. did. We, we finally did. played up to a team, <laughs> right? <laughs> we won't talk. We don't talk about the Arizona game. That was just. But I mean, again, we can't talk about November without talking. Like, yeah, we lost, which it was just a sad month. Got a lot of got a lot of points though. We got we did. But you we got, got we, points. Yeah, got, like I mean, the Carolina streak, way of at least getting points. <laughs> experience carolina hockey somehow you lose but you still somehow gain points we will talk about more carolina experience with carolina hockey in a little bit but experience <laughs> but carolina points, hockey I mean, they're adding up to us being top of the division so so there, there is a good and a bad you ain't winning games but you're also getting points at the same time so hurricane nah, hockey i bet baby, the, I bet the pens are wishing they were getting some one points right now poor pens (laughs) is it really poor pens though i mean really i i we feel their pain so a little bit (laughs) Mm, do i don't feel i don't feel pain with their jerseys they were for the oh uh, no not with those jerseys heck no (laughs) oof does my friends yeah if you're you're trying to live off of your baseball team just say that i mean both teams i mean both teams did show up in like 1926 you know baseball attire, the baseball like, attire which I'll, I'll give it to them but that's just kind of playing into the whole our jerseys are based off of our baseball team where the yeah I, that was yeah well for pittsburgh favorite. yes the the bruins well no that's missed. what i meant for I, 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 I i i could have missed the meth bear logo that's just Ugh. i don't know the whole thing was a, it was a little lackluster to me i mean it's a, it was a little lackluster just because it's like teams we've all seen play outdoor game before i will say Shocker and the venue, I think, was the best part of that game. Here's the thing, though: the Bruins already played at Fenway at one point in another winter classic, okay. too. So Fenway's that a cool ass venue. Oh, so it is. I, yeah, it's definitely better than the Cotton Bowl, where you're like a hundred feet away from the rink. At least you're somewhat closer. But of course, I would want to get like the upper. I would probably get the outfield seats where it's a little bit higher up because I saw some angles of like on the first and third base side. You're like right at ice level for a mm-hmm. lot of those seats, and that is, especially if you're paying like an uber amount of money for those tickets. I, that's where you like you want to go for the upper deck seats or the outfield like elevated <coughs> seats. Cause... Oh no, that that's why I'm kind of glad we're. I mean, we're we're sitting for the stadium series, like at least we're not like at ground level and we're. Oh yeah, my no, my dad made sure he was like we can get. He didn't want like the way up, but he was like, get us down on the first level, but like kind of up so you can see out. Yeah. He was yeah. very yeah. adamant about where we were going to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly what row we're in, but I know because we're, we're sitting with Brian Sign and them over from um, House of Jerks. I know we're in one of the end zones. I don't know which end zone, but I know we're in one of them. So I'm curious to see what where exactly we're going to be at in terms of height level of the ice. But either right. way. It's going to be fine. I know the tailgate is going to be sick because the three of us are going to be there. 
JJ's coming now, which was a shock to everyone. I did not Thanks, know that. Kat. I am Thanks, so Kat. I thought it was common excited. knowledge. I thought I was the one late to the news. <laughs> but no, you know, Spen- am... Spencer's gonna be there too. Josh is gonna be there. I mean, we got a Brad Moore from um, you know, Storm Cellar's gonna be there. Of course, Brian and those guys from you know, House of Jerks. We're this obviously is gonna, gonna be a be great TikTok. Let me just say that. Oh, the TikToks <laughs> are gonna be great. The telegame's gonna be absolutely perfect bring a lot of water kids because it's a late game and you I'm know the park to be open early i'm gonna have to go around and ask everyone who do you think is gonna get the drunkest at our tailgate <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't, well the thing is i've only tailgated with you and um jules so i'm not really sure on everyone else tailgating so it's gonna be all i know is i'm getting a pack of storm brews for myself if i don't like them somebody else can take the rest but like i'm i'm not gonna drink all of them but i I know, but like I've never had one, so they're 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 spent they're meant they're meant to be a light beer. That's why they kind of did that. Which I'm I love I I really like the storm brew. So you're not I like light beer. About. I didn't like that, one. but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, be- I, it was all I know is I'm stopping by Food Lion as soon as I get there. I'm getting myself a six pack. It was and better when it was five dollars. Yeah, I got the one for seven fifty. It's still good for seven. It's a tall boy. I'm gonna be okay with it. I do have to say I did try. There's um there's a toughy. Uh, NC State inspired beer from R and D Brewing as well, also really good too. So I mean, R and D, if you're listening, you know we would we wouldn't mind if you you know sponsored the show. Yeah, we, we do we, we do need a beer sponsor. This is so why yeah, why, why not R and D Brewing? So I mean, but I think I think a good president for the tailgate for the Stadium Series is going to be the Hall of Fame night tailgate because <gasps> a lot of us are going to be for there too. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be tailgating. Um, I'm hoping so, but I'm going to be with family friends that i haven't seen in forever um and i don't know you can just you can just come over and you can just come over and hang out with us that's what we well yeah no i i just i don't know what the big plan is i don't know if i'm meeting up with them at the seats or if i'm having them pick me up or what's going on so okay Okay. yes i've got to figure that out first (laughs) see see what you have to deal with like okay i feel like i derailed our comment we were talking stats i'm sorry No, this is welcome exciting. To the, welcome, welcome, we talk about the, the tailgate surf, every yes. time. We do. <laughs> but it's we, fun. Have, we have limited time today. I'm going to try to keep us on schedule since I'm a little bit <laughs> late. Welcome to, the, welcome to the search cast. Um, yeah. Anyway. So more from the Canes PR because, like I said, we have a live. So 25 points in December are also tied for the second most points in a calendar month by the franchise in history. Uh, this was March 2017 where they went 10, 2, and 5. Trailing only just January 2006, 13 1 and 0 for 26 points. We and we, and the last time we had a streak like that, and that was 2006, that's when we won the cup. So, I mean, I'm no mathematician here, but mathematician, yeah, <laughs> Ma- I'm no mathematician here, but is there a coincidence? I think I mean, not. So. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Walt Ruff, who's an absolute beauty. People Love be nice to him. Walt. Be nice to him. Um, <laughs> uh, the Kings have set a new franchise record with ten consecutive wins. This this was buff from six days ago. They did change. It was eleven. Um, already they've already tied their franchise record in a point streak to sixteen. Now seventeen. It has now becomes the longest run by any NHL team this season. So. Have fun beating that Bruins. 
<laughs> also, we know what it's like to win at home, and like that's a big deal for the Bruins. But FYI, when it stops, it's not fun. No, <laughs> no and then yeah, so you lose to the Rangers, and then you go lose to the Predators. Like a couple nights later, it's like, which. Cool. I know Colin talked about this on his Twitter and I just, I feel the need to bring this up. Of course, the hockey gods decided it was going to be the Rangers that broke that streak. Of course. Yeah. Are, are we saying, no, are we saying hockey gods or are we saying some NHL referees? Cause that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, <laughs> let, let's get through the stats first. And we'll get to that point. Uh, Walt Ruff again from, like I said, this is a live, you know, we kind of, you know, scheduling wise and all that uh shout outs and back to games for anti ranta he stops all 19 face from florida giving him a perfect performance in consecutive contest for only the second time in his career um canes pr once again uh pierre kachekov uh, december 10th through the 13th and anti ranta the 27th through the 30th have each posted shout outs and back to back team games this season as carolina has become the eighth team in the nhl history to have two goaltenders accomplish the feat in a single campaign. The last team to do it, the St. Louis Blues in 2015-16. Having two really? Go it's back. been that long? It's been that long. Wow. Uh, from NHL Public Relations from four days ago. Pierre Kachekov, who went 7-0-1 with a 163 goals against average and a 939 save percentage and two shutouts in eight games played, he was the uh, Rookie of the Month of December for the NHL. So... Awesome job. <laughs> yeah. I know we talked about this. We we had literally just talked about this on the podcast before, too, about how yeah. the Hurricanes never get recognition for listen. We got listen. a lot. We got a lot of talked about everything we talked about in the episode with Colin, like came into fruition. So they were the like power oh, play. Not Piotr. Right. And then Piotr got recognition. We never score on the power play. Next game, we score a thousand power play goals. So what you're saying is we have some influence here at the search cast. Apparently. The hockey gods must be listening. So, I mean, I think doesn't all of us have the, the Kings. The influencer shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You'd love to see it. Influencers. Got it late, <laughs> but I finally got it. <laughs> That was that was a little bit shocking that you got a little bit later than the rest of us. I was kind of. I don't know how they pick their people. It's fine. I just want to know if you were the only one that got a late uh, DM. I don't know because everyone else I knew already had one. Because nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about it at the same time as you did. So you also be positive about the hurricanes too. That's kind of why they pick their people. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe uh, I bull- maybe I bullied them into sitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, any, if we've learned anything from the Canes admin, you try to bully them, they'll bully right back. So, yeah, that's right, yeah. well, say the same thing with same thing with the team reporter. You bully him, you're gonna get clapped back, and then you're gonna have all the fans coming at you too. So, yeah, choose wisely, my friends. <laughs> uh, like with her- you get burned. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Hurricanes PR from four days ago. Sebastian Ajo has scored his 14th shorthanded goal of his NHL Hurricanes career and is now only too shy of the franchise record set by one Eric Stahl. 2003 to 2006. I mean, Eric Stahl has been with the team for a pretty long no, time. No, I know. But... Um, his, uh, his total is 16 shorthanded goals. His 20 shorthanded points trail only Eric Stahl. 
once again. 16, <laughs> 16 goals, 5 assists for 21 points. And Rod Brendamore, 10 goals, 11 assists for 21 points for the franchise. So at this point, I'll leave there. some for Eric to keep. <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, this is a quote <laughs> tweet from the same tweet. Since 2018-19, Ajo has now scored a league-high 13 shorthanded goals and his 18th shorthanded points, 13 goals, 5 assists, only trails one player in the league who has 19, 10 goals, and 9 assists. Can you name the player and the team? And I'll make it easy for you because there's a lot of teams here. It's in the Atlantic Division. This season? or No, just no. since 2018-19. Oh, okay. Ajo's got 18 with 13 goals, five assists. The guy who actually has it has got 19 points, 10 goals, nine assists. He plays for a team in the Atlantic division. Don't look this up. No, I'm not. No, I'm looking at the teams. I'm trying to think of who. You're not going to like the guy who, who has that record. Oh, okay. Does with he that, I'm either thinking of Boston and, or is it Matthews? Can it is it, does he play for Boston? I can't Can confirm or deny this. <laughs> okay, so it, I feel like it's Brad Marchand. It's Brad Marchand. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was I, thinking I was thinking Marchand, <laughs> and then I mean, but I was also like, you know, no, Matthews always gets he has a Matthews lot. Matthews of- does everything. So yeah. yeah. Um, Brad I'm surprised. I'm surprised um, I don't know. I always thought Brock McGinn had a bunch of shorthanded goals, and he still does. So I'm curious to where he is on that list. He does. He does four on four and shorthanded goals are Let brought, me brought look McGinn this up. up. Uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, from four days ago, this is when Antti Ranta got third star of the week. 3 0 0, a 944 save percentage, and a 1.3 goals against. It's very amazing that he finally got recognition, but third star. With a 1.3 and a ridiculous goals against average and a perfecto. Who are the two? Who who are the guys in front of him? I can't. It's just it's just the Hurricanes playing up there. I don't don't know exactly who it was that week, but Antaranta should have gotten more. In his career, Brock McGinn only has seven shorthanded goals. Really? Oh, maybe maybe it was the four four on four ones he was always really good at. He always, I don't know, those always stood out to me that he had a lot of those. Yeah. Oh, um, Brockman. Oh, Brockman again. Ginner. I miss Speaking you. of penguins, <laughs> I like I brought them up twice now. Speaking of penguins, I did um, another interesting little stat fact thing. Um, so I posed a question after we beat the Devils. I posed a question because it was like a nail biter of a game and really, really fun game to watch. Oh, I, I, I know where you're going with this. I yeah. posted, I said, and honestly, our matchups with the pins have also been very interesting. Um, so I said, okay, so we have some pretty interesting matchups in the Metro. So as of now, who would y'all want to face in the playoffs? And it kind of went back and forth a little bit. Um, but then after 72 people voted, people, as of right now, more people would want to face the pins in playoffs yeah. than they would the Devils. Mm-hmm. Which I find interesting because we have gone to overtime with the pins multiple times now. I'm going to look up because I forget who I voted for. I would say I would I'd rather face the Devils in the playoffs. Because I think that would be a really good matchup. I think both world. those matchups would be really fun to watch. I would much prefer the, that over like Washington or the Rags. 
Yeah. I can't stand the Rangers. I, I'm sick of seeing them. No, no. It, especially but I, their, I, I never want to fans. See, I never want to see the Rangers in playoffs again. No, I think I think the Devils are really they're really fun, interesting, and it's interesting because there's former Canes on there, and then um, I just think I know some people don't like Pittsburgh. I I said I don't mind them. We always have really interesting play when we play them. So I just don't want to see the Rangers because I'm sick of the fans from Cary who are season ticket holders throw on their Rangers jerseys, and it's like, yep, yeah. You own season tickets to the team that you currently go to most of the time outside of like the few games out of the year. I understand that that was your team first, but if you pay money for this team, that's your team. That's just my opinion. But yeah, what do I know? <laughs> I'm just a guy who just rambles on a podcast talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, okay, so Oof. Hurricanes PR. Um, Martin Nietzsche just scored his 17th goal of the season. Tonight, but it was two nights ago. Fan Martin, vote him into the All Star. Do it. Do yes, it now, please. <laughs> I, already, I already started that on Twitter, so all people need to do is just quote tweet it and put Martin Nietzsche's hashtag NHL All Star vote and all that. So. I'm starting. I'm starting a countdown from when uh, the votes are not being accepted anymore. Day whatever of voting Martin Nietzsche into the All Star game. Uh, I also <laughs> did one for Jacob Slavin too, so they're both on there. So make sure to go to quote tweet it every day because I got one for Nietzsche's and I got one for Slavo. So I think it's I, I will say I think it's really nice that fans are talked about getting Martinuk into the game. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think I think if it's only Kane's fans voting, yes. I think if you're getting other fans voting, you can get some Nietzsche's would get some more recognition because the Metro here, here, and the Atlantic are stacked. So there's here's some, here, here, like I I like I like Jordan Martinuk. But at I the don't same think time, he's all star material. His okay, he isn't. He's having a great season. Absolutely, he's playing he, fantastic. It's a great season, but a great season for Martinuk is still not quite comparing to some of the other all stars. I'm It's almost become like a, the John Scott effect where they just voted him in because it's just because they wanted to get back in the NHL. I understand people want to get Martin. I love. Let me get. I love Marty. I love the Marty parties. But Martin Nietzsche is on an absolute stupid terror right now, and it's like his arguably his best career season right now. And I even because Walt put a question up like like who would you get to pick? And I said I want you know Nietzsche, Piotr, Slavo. And he made you pick one. Yep. And he made, he made me pick one. I'm like, all right, well it's gonna be Martin Nietzsche. Already has career high in goals. He's already four points uh, from tying his career point totals already, which is 41. He's at 37. He's having a career year right now. Oh, and by the way, he leads the team in points. To that point, I'm really surprised. I'm honestly surprised that Svetch got in over him. Like, I thought it would be one of the two, but no. at the same time, superstar. I'm still a little surprised. Star, superstar. Superstar level. Everyone knows Svechnikov because the one, he's, he's, the, been, he's been consistent every year. One thing I will say, and I think it's kind of funny – uh, I'm surprised, you know, when we were all talking last episode about who our star of the team or who we think the entire star of the fan base is in Ajo, he's not part of this conversation. He's not, he hasn't been playing as. No. And, and I, well, he was also, no, hurt hold, he was also hurt too for a good bit of the season. So it's kind right. of. Right. But when this is something. This, since the beginning of the season, it's been, it's been Svetch and Natchez's season more than it has mm. been Ajo's. Wait, wait, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, everyone loves Seabass. Like, obviously, it's just from, I mean, everyone loves him. If he gets in, great. I'm just saying, for me, 
I, I would love Slaver to get him, but <laughs> defenseman in this division, everyone overlooks him. It's not. As we surprised. got him in once. Unfortunately, when Hamilton was hurt, but we yeah. got him in once. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the uh, Cat Hunter 2.0, uh, huh and huh of why <laughs> Jacob Slavin needs to get into the All Star game. So I'm, I'm waiting for that TikTok to drop at some point soon. But uh, no, honestly, that for me, if I had to pick someone, it has to be Martin Nietzsche. I mean, I love Svetch. But for me, it's Marty Nietzsche's. I've been on the Marty. I've been on the Martin Nietzsche's train since like the off season. Like no one can argue with me on this. Like he, he, I've been no, on his have. train. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I, I and I guess he this needs is to maybe get a in. little bit of my bias coming out too. But I'm I, I expected it to be Spatch over Nietzsche's. Um, I hope Nietzsche's gets in. He absolutely deserves it. I hope he does. He, I he, deserve, he deserves it. I want to see it. Oh my gosh, imagine. I want to see a race. That's all I want to see. <laughs> oh um, my god. Could you imagine you could you imagine Seth Jarvis in the game on Festus boy? <laughs> <laughs> but but can you but can, like because everyone talks about how fast Carter McDavid is, but can you imagine the fastest skater and Martin E just, just comes out and just blitzkriegs the entire group and it's like I want him and Connor McDavid. Imagine it. <laughs> I I, 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 I I want to see in the most accurate contest too, because just the fact of like how Nietzsche's is like so, that'd okay. be so great if he did or like a stick handling competition. Like I would love oh, to see him in one of those. Be cool. I mean, yeah, that yeah. would be. So insane. while we're talking about uh, the skills competitions as well, where do we think Svetch sits? Where which one do we think he competes in? Mm. I I have my answer. <sighs> All right, let's go with yours first since you got your answer. What is it? Slap shot. His his slappers have been on point, especially this season. It has. And that's one kind of like maybe I could see that. But at the same time, like he just developed his clapper. So I'm not 100% on that one. Because I wouldn't put him in for accuracy. No. Wouldn't put I, him in for speed. I would, maybe the shoot. I would probably in the, that shootout competition thing they have. That's mostly for the goalies, though. I don't know. That's just. I, don't, I guess it depends on what other competitions they do for that one because they kind of change up a few ones every so often. Well, they have like specially catered ones, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they uh, yeah. do for it being at the beach this year. I'm, yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do for Svetch. I mean, Slapshot, I could see that maybe. I, I would. Yeah, that, that, that's I where I slot that. him in anyway. Yeah. Now, if it's more, like I said, if it's Martin Nietzsche's, a couple sick handling competitions and fastest skater. I guess yeah, I'd happen, love but... to see for like a stick handling competition, just like an obstacle course up the ice and who can complete it the fastest. Uh, do you like, remember, that do you, would be kind of cool. Do you remember that video that Patrick Kane did a few years ago where it was just a bunch of pucks on the ice and he's just dangling around all the pucks mm-hmm. with the one puck that he had? Well, that that was a trend that actually came back on hockey like TikTok and social I, I, media. I, I, I want to see I want to see that again. Of course, obviously not a bunch of pucks because you don't want someone to like goof and like grab one by accident. I want to see like like cones or something that you can do and have like Well, one no, I awesome... like the pucks, but maybe get like different colored pucks. Yeah, like, like like orange pucks or something like that, so you can kind of tell which one he's actually supposed to have. But have something like that, that would be phenomenal. But yes, mm-hmm. we need to get Martin Nietzsche in. We need to get try to get Slavin in. But if we at least try to get Marty in, um, maybe the breakaway challenge would be a good one. Oh yes, that would be a good one. The breakaway challenge for him Spanish. and Z- him and Zegras doing. Ugh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Martin Nietzsche in that too because that's a lot of stick handling. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be fantastic too. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, the shootout. Yeah, I can see that one for uh, Svechnikov. That'd be a good one. 
Um, all right, so talk about Martin. Uh, what was it? Yeah, Martin Nietzsche, 17th goal of the season, marking a new career high. Uh, he did 16 goals in 64 games in the 2019-20 season. He's extended his point streak to six games between the 22nd of December to the 3rd of January, four goals and three assists. Tied for his longest point streak of his season and his career, which was October 24th to November 4th, and that was four goals and six assists. So a couple streaks by uh, one Martin Nietzsche. And then going into last night's game, uh, Jordan Stahl playing his 700th game as a Hurricane last night, becoming just the fifth player in team history to reach that milestone. Him and Eric Stahl are also just the fourth pair of brothers in NHL history to skate at least 700 games with the same franchise. Didn't, didn't Stahl um, overtake Brindamore in something as well? Uh, like he, they said he like quietly broke, went like above Brindamore in one of those things. I don't remember what it, it was. It might have. I'm not really sure on top of that, though. I can try to find it. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was funny because Brad from the Storm Cellar also asked Walt last night. Could be RBA's 200th win too, correct? Walt, he goes, a comprehensive list of people not willing to answer with a yes out of fear of being accused of jinxing things. He said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. Whoops. Dang it, Walt, what are you doing? Well, didn't get that, but we did get a record of 67 shots. Oh, I was ready to go into that, too. Uh, yeah, when they got six, when they got to 64 shots with, at 340 left in the game, uh, most of them by NHL team this season, also a new team record. Uh, the record um, was 65 set by the Whalers in 1983-84. So the Hurricanes set a record, was behind the Whalers' record, and they absolutely obliterated the record because they got a franchise record, 67, 67 shots last night, topping the previous record for March 15th, 1984, that the Hartford Whalers did against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their 28 third-period shots were just one shy of the Hurricanes' record for a single period, which was set back on November 21st, 2018, which was in the first period for 29 shots. Guess what team it was against, and this is also in the Atlantic Division. This team is in Canada. Toronto? Is that Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know why. The colors. I was almost thinking Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Slay? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't doing puns this episode, Zach. <laughs> Welcome to the search cast. We we do what we want here, but so a lot. Okay, outside of the stats, we're following through all. We had a, we had a week's worth of stats to go through because I kind of want to. You know, I want to met us mentioning records on a whole bunch of cold right, stuff. Right, so absolutely. Know. It's fun. It took stuff a little. To talk little about. Yeah, it took a little time, but it's like because we don't do like the game recaps anymore, which I'm so glad we don't do anymore because that was absolutely brutal. Bailey, that was just that wasn't fun. I'm, I'm glad we don't do that anymore. I'm glad we went back to the old method. But well, I mean, I, it was nice kind of talking about games. But Grant and Joel <laughs> Except- were kind of talking to me after the episode too, and especially Grant. He was like just sitting there for a few minutes, 
while you had us on just sitting and listening that was it, it that was not it I was like okay cool thanks <laughs> no we had that one I think it was me and you uh I think that's when Zach was sick Bailey and me and you and I think we recapped like four games and I was like I don't even remember the game anymore <laughs> we tried to do something different it didn't work. The numbers showed it. And, I feel uh, like we have to get Joel back on just because that was not a it, like I, I I wish we'd kind of had yeah. been able to talk with him a little bit more. Yeah, that. Yeah, that I think it's probably one of the few times of the few episodes we did do that where I'm like, this wasn't it. We yeah. we, tr- we tried some different different season, you know, new season, want to do something new. Mm-hmm. I I understand and like that that, I guess that's part of being a podcaster though too is finding what works and what doesn't and we learned very quickly that that was not it for us yeah like because we're going going to our first full season too as a podcast we're like all right let's try something different no 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 (laughs) but Not a game recap, but I do have some thoughts on the last two games that we've played. The last two. Okay, so so, so wait, so are are we we on are we on ranty cat time now? It's time it's time to get ranty. Well, I know that I know there's only one game really deserves that. Um, Okay. Oh oh, wait, by by the way, do we have any ice melting takes for this episode? Because I don't think we uh, found any. Oh well, no, no. I mean. I have a semi hot take. Do we even have our forgotten canes all prepared? Because <laughs> I have one, but I don't uh, know if anybody else has one. So, cat. So, so <laughs> as I'm going to do with last minute picking of my guy, because I completely forgot about that. Okay, that's, that's and I'll go thing. last on the forgotten canes. I'll go. Last. But, but go start. Start with start with your. Okay. Rant. What, so what are we, what are we was... ranting about? Okay, and I can tie in. It's not like ice melting take. It's like a semi hot take of my own. But anyway, okay. Well, okay. To start, I'll, I'll, we I'll, just... I'll, 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 I like self self melts. This will be interesting. Self melts. <laughs> self melts. <laughs> um. So obviously, we just we talked about our record or whatever. We're doing real. We were doing really well. Big winning streak in December. Um, and going into the new year. So then, of course, our first loss comes to the Rangers, which just sucks. Um, my rant is, I thought, you know, typical Carolina fashion, we're, we are the better five-on-five team. Um, some of those, um, if you watch the game, um, some of those calls, ghost calls. Like a call you would never get. Or it wasn't a call to start with. Worst. Um, yeah, the little... Last couple games, I would say against the Rangers and the in the especially with like you know uh Elkholm just forcing Nietzsche. Wait, I'm not the at bench. that game yet, Zach. I'm not there. <laughs> just not wait, there that's yet. coming. That's coming. <laughs> Get the Rangers. I was gonna say so, something about that too. So we're playing the Rangers. First of all, um, I don't I know one of the refs, I don't know if it was two refs or one, had only refed eleven games. <gasps> don't know why you would have a ref that's only refed 11 game. I guess 11, maybe it's 11 NHL games, but only 11. Like, why would NHL of, games, of a yes. big matchup teams, why would you put that man on that game? Anyway, I know it was like a Tuesday, but it's still a very big matchup. Anyway, so that is the same ref that called at the end of the game the broken stick on Martinuk. Okay. 
anyone that watches that, first of all, it's not like his stick broke in half and he's trying to play with like literally half a broken stick. It breaks down towards the end of the stick where the puck is. You can see he's trying to play it and then he realizes his stick is broken and drops it immediately. He doesn't even actually hit the puck because he realizes it's broken and then drops it. And they call him on the broken stick, right. which took away any chance of us trying to get some attack in the last like two minutes of the game, which mm. is ridiculous. Um, I really hated that. I feel like that game was, I mean, I mean, I will always complain about refs because the NHL doesn't do any sort of like assessment of the refs and gives them like, why did you make this call or anything like no one can speak up about them. So as fans, yeah. we obviously do. Um, Just a little bit. They, sometimes I more of my complaints are okay. We're getting that call. I will say we do commit penalties. We're a high penalty taking team, a lot of the time. Well, and normally Carolina. my complaint, normally normally my complaint is if you're going to call that on us, I would at least want you to call it on the other team. Consistency because I know it's happening everywhere on the ice. Wait, so, wait, consistency in the NHL? Okay, just <laughs> asking for way too much. Whoa! Simmer down. <laughs> Simmer down. You are asking way too much of the NHL. So that's normally that's normally my main complaint, and I feel like most fans are also that's their main complaint. In this economy, <laughs> come on, come on now. My my Simmer complaint down, with that game is that they let the Rangers get back into the game with calls that weren't even supposed to be penalties at all. Whether it was our team or the Rangers, it wouldn't have been a penalty at all and they called them and they just swung the momentum and you then you could see at the end the boys were getting kind of like you i know it said like it looks like their play kind of went downhill but like i can see after a whole game where you're like people are like oh i'd say stay out of the box but like they can't really stay out of the box if it's not actually penalties they're committing yeah so you can see it kind of weighed on them towards the end where you're like we're doing everything right we're getting phantom calls on us you, and yeah, you it's could, just you could not tell Rod, yeah you could tell rod was not having it like oh there's a clip there's literally it showed him after one of them and he said you've given them two you've given them two goals with this because it was another phantom yeah. call i'm almost interested what did it do you guys know what uh trip and mike had to say about the calls or zach you might have been listening to it but i uh i turned it, i turned it up a little bit um I wasn't listening to the, I was watching the game, but I was had something else going on. So I wasn't listening to the broadcast, um, but I would turn up when there were calls. Cause I was like, what are they calling? And um, the one that they called on Burns um, trip was like, what? That's never a call. Like they, I think they were starting to get to the point where they were like, I don't know what that call is. And they reassessed the uh, Martinuk one. And they were like, you can see he clearly drops it. And they're like, it might be a little iffy, but like, you don't make that call. Like it right. wasn't. Yeah, it was it was a lot of tic tacky. Like you don't really call that. Basically, the refs were calling penalties that you really just don't see get called very much in the league. And I think that's what the problem was was just stupidity on stupidity for most of that game. And it, yeah, I can see where that kind of comes the the lack of experience from some of the refs too. Like you, you don't you don't put it. Was it an official or was it a linesman? Do you know? I feel well, like I have to double check. Okay. Well, linesmen don't usually call the penalties. It's okay. The, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, sometimes I, I've a, seen I've seen it happen maybe once, but yeah. I, I don't I, I didn't know. Oh, well, we'll was... talk about linesmen not being able to make calls. The Ekholm, it was it was a linesman that got in the middle of that one, but that was three blatant interference calls that should like come on, you, like how do you miss that? Like he's literally, he literally pushing. 
He's pushing he pushed nature's he pushed nature's to the ground. He blatantly interfered with him on the ice, and then he pushed him into the bench and held him there and wouldn't let him get off the bench. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Like even. And Brett then KK Pesci stands up for him. Well, no, it was Brett Pesci. It was Brett Pesci that came over and was like, "Dude." And I oh him. yeah, no, he got him when he had him pinned in the bench. Brett Pesci came over and like got him out of the way so Nature's could get back on the ice. But yeah. then later, KK threw the hit on him, which you knew it was because he was going after Nature's. Yeah. And. Um, the hit by KK might not have been like, it was good. It was a good retaliation hit. Like I liked that he was standing up for it and he's been very physical recently and I love yeah. to see it. Um, this hit was a little more iffy cause he, he elevated just a little bit. Um, but then we get to that. It should never be a penalty and embellishment embellishment. That, oh my that God. That was no penalty. It implies that they're faking it. And obviously he's not faking it because there was a penalty. So it's not both. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Sorry for anyone's speakers. Oh <laughs> it's not. I, <laughs> I, I remember Trip talking about that too. And he's just like, you, this is the first time that I've ever seen this. Like you don't always call both because one of them's only a penalty because of the fake. But we yeah. always get both. I don't see, a, I don't know about a lot of it, but we always get both. And it's like, people talk about how Carolina is not a physical team. Welcome to Carolina, um, baby. Like we're not as big a physical team as, as some people would like us to be. But then we're also like, we try to be physical and we go after it. And then when a team comes after us, we get called for embellishment. Like we're faking it. Like the team hasn't been beating up on us the entire game. Yep. Like what? As, as I say all the time, welcome, welcome to experience the Carolina hurricanes hockey. Cause nothing ever goes right our way. Anytime. Yes. Anytime. So, anytime. um, the Rangers nine, nine and six, nine and sixty percent of the time works every time. It's zero percent of the time. It never works for the hurricanes cause hurricanes hockey, baby. Yeah, so I think the Rangers loss. Um, that was just frustrating. <laughs> frustrating. Um, we were bound to have a loss again. I think I tweeted it. Like, I'm not upset that we were we were eventually going to lose. Like, it was going to happen. It stinks that it was against the Rangers. I was more upset because I felt it was influenced by the refs, and that's not any way that like no team deserves to lose because the refs are doing oh, no, terrible no, job. No, experience Kane's hockey um yeah. oh especially when you when you have 67 shots you get three goals while nashville has 24 shots and gets five goals yes so the hey, national game to, the to national game we Kane's were hockey. on top of them nonstop. like we th- were throwing things at sorrows the shot count like it makes sense if you especially if you were watching the game like we were sorrows couldn't breathe without mm-hmm. nature's and Svetch and all of them being right on top of him um here, there were a couple that a force field must have kept those out. Here, here's also my thing though, too. Quality over quantity. Six yeah. I preach this all the time on the pod. Okay, they, I, but where all of them go though, was the main question. I, I agree. There were a good, there was a good deal of high danger. Oh, chance. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying, yeah. I need yeah. to look at that. No, I, no, I understand that. I'm just saying it's there. There is, there is that context of like quality over quantity, but yeah, this, in this instance, it was a lot of good quality over the quant. Well, it was it was the same thing. It was it was a good mix. If um, you, it was good quality with the high quantity, but it was just honestly, if you got, the, game, the most goalie game ever. Andrew Rinaldi did this in our chat with uh, in our field pass hockey group. It was the most goalie game ever for the Hurricanes, and I said, I, and I hate being on the receiving end of those because those are always the worst. When you're the team getting goalied, 
Well, so it didn't feel like that at the beginning of the game. It didn't feel like that. Like it felt like we were just going to get everything in on Saros because it was, we were just hitting it, like pounding them so much. And honestly, if you're at the game, you might've gotten a little workout in because a couple of like times we all stood up thinking it was a goal. So you got some squats in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I let's, think let's talk about this really quickly. Cause okay. we talked about high danger chances um, for anybody that's aware and not aware of this site, natural stat trick will be your best friend. I, I love this site, um, especially because of the high danger chances and it um, highlighting that. So 19 high danger chances for the Canes. Only? Only. But that's still pretty impressive. That, yeah, like usually you get like six a game. Yeah, so they... 19 is the, absolutely stupid amount. Yeah, the Predators only well, had stupid. six. Stupid. stupid. That is a stupid was, amount. Yeah. Dude, yeah, like yeah we, so 19, I mean, that may not seem like a lot, but... It felt it, like more, honestly. It, it, yeah. I, and I'm sure it did. But when it comes to that many shots on goal and 19 of them were high danger chances, that is insane. Yeah, like th- this is one of the stupid ones where you're throwing some H's in the word stupid because uh-huh. that's just how dumb it was. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's one. It's one of those games. That, uh, it, it sucks. It sucks that you yeah. didn't, you didn't you didn't get the win in that one. Uh, my my take. This is my like semi ice take. Semi ice melt. With a game like that, um, when we really needed like our power play worked, eh, but like when we really needed it more, or like when the goalie's just doing that, and you kind of just need an ugly goal. Um, my. Yeah semi ice melting take was i think we missed nason in that game more than we missed aho when he was out on injury because you needed someone like nason that's how nason gets all his goals they're ugly he's ready there to just pick up the rebounds soros was giving up so many big rebounds that yeah yeah i i can i can agree with that i think aho having him out yeah it sucked the hurricanes were playing good without him i think with nason like you do, it's like that's depth scoring. That's that doing the little things and like you said, the greasy, dirty goals. Not and he's a dirty, hitter, not, too, not dirty. Like dirty isn't bad, but like the greasy, you know, like get, like get, yeah, get in there, like pick up the trash. Like, you could, like, you could kind of see when he went out in the Rangers. You could kind of see where. I mean, obviously we were missing him because you're missing a player in general, and that fourth line that was doing so well got disrupted. Yeah, yeah. Um. Definitely felt his presence out this game. It was, I think Patches played great for his first game back. Um, it's great. We have Patches. He's he's with us. He's off LTIR. Especially in these jerseys. See, like, what a way to make your first debut of the season in the 25th anniversary jerseys. That 67 looks pretty nice on the back of one of these things. Yeah. So well, if I think, only if it was long-term, but. I think this one, this loss face. was a little bit more of a, it stung a little more one because we got goalied after we had so many good chances. Um, But honestly, the goals that we gave up to them were defensive breakdowns. Um, And honestly, our neutral zone, our neutral zone was bad. I, I will say we had so many bad passes. Like you in November, one thing you could notice for the Canes is that we weren't clear. We weren't crisp with our passes. We were kind of giving it to no one. And that happened a little bit in this game, especially in neutral ice. We controlled it in their zone. Our defense was good at getting it out of our zone, except for those mental lapses that happened on the goals. Um, I think the, the neutral zone was 
I think that was a breakdown for us for a lot of the time. You could see that, and we gave a lot of uh, giveaways there, which kept Nashville in our end for their shots. I was going to yeah. say, too, and it, as much as I hate to do it, too, Piotr Kachekov did it, oh, all, right, all right, all right, hold up. No, no, and it, I, I'm gonna say there were two goals that I think I noticed when I was watching the condensed game where he was not hugging the post I mean, like he should. Those inner post goals hurts and, a little bit and, more. And you, you, can, yes, you can blame that because on the team in front of him too, because it's got to go through five guys before it gets to him. I understand well, that, especially as a goalie myself. But at the same time, too, that it comes down to if you don't have good positioning as a keeper, you can't put it entirely on the team. Those are the and those are also. Yeah. So one was a breakdown to Han. One, Dahan clearly missed his man. Shea was out of position for one of those, I think. But I think we just got to keep in mind, these are the same goals. Some of these goals went in on Ranta. Like, it's... Yeah, it's and, 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 and Anderson, too. Like, yeah. the goalies, the goalies so, are going to have those games where it's going to be... I mean, yeah. Derek Chekhov going into the into the Preds game, he was like, what, 10-1-4? So, I mean... Obviously no, and I'm not really, saying this really by I'm not saying this by any means makes Piotr a bad goalie. Oh no, I understand I'm not the that, I'm goalies not have these I'm kinds just... of games, but you can't it's an argument, and... not argument. Right? No, I'm not, I... say, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what you're saying. It's just it, it's like we have to keep in mind of context of like the fact that goalies have bad games. This yeah. was one of his bad games, and let's also be fair to him too. Ranta has played a lot of games recently where. You know, Kachekov was hurt. They were, you know, waiting for him to get back to 100% because they didn't want to rush him back. Plus, Ronson was on a hot streak, so you can't really do that. Yeah. And, like, when we were talking to Andrew earlier in the episode, being a goalie is definitely a mental game where it's like, you know, if you're not playing for a certain amount of time, you're going to get rusty. And the thing was, Kachekov was on a massive run before I think, he got hurt. Yeah. I think him being on a run, then he get, he tweaks something. He has to sit. Ronson gets hot. Now you throw him back in after so many days, it, it's one of those things, right? Because we even talked about on the last week's podcast, how is he going to react coming back? He just unfortunately had a game where he kind of let in a couple softies. All goalies do. It's not one of those things. It's just, unfortunately, you just had Soros decide to show up in the one game against the Canes where he basically stops everything. It's, it, it, it's one of those, it is what it is. Welcome to the NHL. Hockey is... <laughs> Hockey, like what, like what Mike Mouskalko tweeted out last night. Hockey sometimes. It's it's uh, more of a point. It's honestly more of a point. It's not to look down on Piotr again. No. Like the kid is great. He doesn't like. He's obviously going to have an off game because he's still learning and he's still like he's got to get used to. Like he was playing a lot and then he sat more, um, yeah. which Colin implied they wanted to see how he was after he sat for a little bit, and. But it wasn't, it wasn't a bad game on his part either. No, was, and it wasn't. So it's not really a point against Piotr, honestly, in my opinion. It's more of a point to if Piotr can have these off games and give off some of these goals that before his hot streak, Ranta was also kind of not playing a whole bunch. Uh, Piotr was playing more. Ranta would come in and he'd let in. He had a few iffy ones as well. And you know, people were kind of very much like, oh, put Piotr back in. Like, he's struggling, all this stuff. It's more of a point of any goalie can have a few off moments. I, I was um, going to say this exact same thing, too. So it's more of a don't be harsh on whatever goalie it is. If it can happen to Piotr, it can happen to Ranta. If it can happen to Freddie, it can happen to Ranta and Piotr. It's either way, 
these the goalies we have are fantastic. I was yeah. gonna, yeah, I was gonna say too that with Piotr's hot streak, especially, I think this we kind of talked about a bringing Shesterkin back down to earth kind of moment too. I feel like these games are kind of like that for Piotr as well. Yeah, I mean, every goalie like it's so. Unfortunately, Linus Allmark has decided to not come back to earth because I think last time I checked, he's twenty-one and one right now. Yeah, let me pull that up. It's it's, it's stupid. Uh, so Walt Ruff just tweeted, um, following today's practice, Rod Burnmore says he doesn't know uh, if Stephen Stephen Nason will play tomorrow against Columbus, um, but he doesn't expect him out for too long. Uh, the Kings leader in power play goals on Tuesday left Tuesday's game after the below incident, and it's it's the video, it's the GIF or video of him having a weird interaction against the Rangers against the boards. So. We, we might not see him tomorrow against the Jackets, but I don't think it's going to be a long impact. But I mean, yeah, we and we have patches. We have patches. We do. It's a really, I, I hate I hate to say it, but it's a really good opportunity for patches to kind of draw in. It is. You, you just, unfortunately, zone, you can see our, last night our, he wasn't quite used to our power play, which, to be fair, our power play can be weird. So, like, it just stinks because Nason was our power play guy for a while. So now we got to see, he, okay, readjust. He, Figure out he, your power play again. He leads the team in power play goals. So I mean, yeah, he is the guy. He gets those nasty goals. I, <laughs> I, it's it's one of those things where it's going to be you want him back, and you're, he's a guy who's going to be in the lineup. It's just it is what it is. It's you just got to wait for him to come back, and you got to figure out the lineup once again. Um, all right. So real quick, the games we have coming up for the next week. We got Columbus tomorrow uh, in Columbus. Two days off, and then you're back home against the Devils on Tuesday, a day off. Then you're back in Columbus again against the like they, we play Columbus twice, both in Columbus, within a span of like not even a week of each other. Experience NHL scheduling. Reason <laughs> number blah blah to the blah blah to yeah, the blah blah of why stealing it's... my line again. Cool. <laughs> I, hey, fancy hockey? What was it? Two days ago. Three guys playing last night. The entire roster plays mm-hmm. today. I got like three guys playing. Make yeah. that make sense. Uh, and then next Saturday we got Pittsburgh at home, and then Vancouver on a back to back that following Sunday. So got some interesting games coming up for sure. Got like I said, got Columbus twice, New Jersey and Pittsburgh. So you got all Metro teams for the next four games, and then you got Vancouver to finish to finish out that back to back. So it's definitely gonna be interesting for sure. So I know we're getting a, we were trying to hard stop at one thirty. We kind of ran a little bit late getting Andrew on a whole bunch of stuff, and then you know we had a lot of, a little extra stuff to talk about. So we're a little bit past one thirty, but we are going to finish up with our forgotten canes because we can't we can't do an episode without forgotten canes. It's just nope. It's, it's everyone's favorite segment. It's always a good time. So Cat, I know you want to be done right now. I'm sorry. It is don't it start is. with me. Just don't start with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do Bailey. need to go quick though, but yes, start with no, me. we'll yes, yes we know, we'll make we, know this quick. we know, we'll make it quick. So Bailey Curtis, you got you had yours first. Let's start off with you. Cool. So my cane, what or my forgotten cane, was a hurricane from the 2007-2008 season all the way up to 2010-2011. Um, we got him in a trade from Chicago during the 2007-2008 season. 
um, where he, again, played with us till 2010-2011. But during that 2010-2011 season, we did trade him to Florida where he ended his career. His arguably best season with the Hurricanes was the uh, 2000... 2009 season where he finished the season 81 games played 16 goals 32 assists but had a negative eight on the season um hailing from or actually no before i start that uh his career started in boston he was a first round eighth pick overall um from moscow russia uh left wing mr sergey samsonov oh sergey samsonov (laughs) <laughs> for, a hot, for a hot second i thought you were going to use Jokin, and i'm like wait a minute i know he went to florida at one point but i'm like no that doesn't sound right then he said russia i'm like oh yeah there you go Sir, yep there you go sergey samsonov my guy's not really forgotten hurricane he uh started his career with the hurricanes uh he was the come on hockey reference he was the seventh overall pick in the 2010 entry draft I want to ask you, do both of you know who our seventh overall pick was in the 2010 draft without looking it up? Do you know who it is? Just by that alone. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I don't. That's, the year, that's the year that I started getting into hockey. I Say wasn't again? even paying attention seventh, to the draft. Se- seventh, seventh overall in the 2010 draft. He won the Calder that season as well. Yeah. Not, a lot, not, her, not, not, a, lot, not a lot of Hurricanes <laughs> and won the Calders. Oh, Older Hurricane fans are going to be probably yelling at their radios. Oh, right probably. Now, or, yell, or, or, or yelling at their uh, phones. It's this guy. He won the Calder. <laughs> yeah. I, started, I, I started his career 2010-2011 as an 18-year-old. 31 goals, 32 assists for 63 points his rookie season. Now his best, uh, he actually his next best point total was 2016, 2017 at the age of 24, 37 goals, 26 assists. Oh wait, I know who it is! I know who it is. 63 points. <laughs> <laughs> he's like really? I said, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not for God. Beat red right now. <laughs> I'm oh my god, I don't know why I didn't remember that. Holy moly. Okay. <laughs> Who is it, Bailey? Who, who's it's my forgotten king? Skinner. <laughs> there we go. I got <laughs> it. I said he I said he wasn't forgotten, but oh man, yeah, oh, and now he's about now he's about he's been with he's been with <laughs> Buffalo now for since the 2018-19 season is and driving. Yeah. I mean, after his 2021 season where he only got 14 points in 53 games and then 1920 where he got 23 points in 59 games, yeah. Uh, very interesting for Mr. Skinner, but then, of course, he came back in last season, 21-22, 33 goals, 30 assists for 63 points in 80 games. But this year, 17 goals, 12, 22 assists for 39 points with a plus 15 in 33 games. Yeah. Um, with the Hurricanes, 579 games played, 204 goals, 175 assists for 379 points with a whopping negative, or sorry, minus 96. A lot of dark, a lot of dark ages for, actually it was all dark ages for uh, 
Mr. Skinner. He never saw a good season with the Canes. Minus 27 in his last year with the Canes, 2017-18. 49 points in 82 games. Uh, his, his only plus season was his rookie year, plus three. Minus eight, minus 21, minus 14, minus 24, where you get 31 points in 77 games in the 14-15 season. Minus two, minus three. Then minus twenty seven, and then he was a he was an actual. He finished this first season in Buffalo, zero. He was yeah. actually even. He was actually even that year. But yeah, interesting. Jeff Jeff Skinner is my uh, forgotten. If you're on the YouTube version, air quotes forgotten. Ones. Bailey, I'm kind of like what like what kicked <laughs> in for you that you that was like oh it's it's Jeff Skinner. Like, I don't know. It was I don't remember. Because he, he won the Calder that 2010. Was it that 2010 season? His rookie season, yeah. It was yeah. the Calder, yeah. yeah. Okay, 60, I don't know why. points his rookie season, yeah. Because I, I went and thought, and thought back to it, and I don't know why I'm associating. I guess my dad has a Jeff Skinner jersey from the All-Star game, so I don't know why I was associating that season with his rookie season. So I was convinced that that was – thinking back to it, I was like, wait, no, he started that earlier because he was one of the first Canes that I really got into. Um, so forgotten. Yeah, For- yeah, forgotten. forgotten. Yeah. Okay. So mine is <laughs> very <laughs> not <No>. forgotten. <laughs> Forget about memories. Okay. <laughs> Screw your memories, to man. Start how I started last time. It's just gonna be less organized because I'm clearly reading it off the webpage because this was not done last minute. Um <laughs> so he's six foot one. <laughs> Shoots he's right. He's an Aquarius. He was born. His favorite color is blue. Okay. He was he was he was born in 1977. Just kidding. Actually, true. But so he was originally drafted by Tampa Bay um, in the 1995 entry draft, but um, he re-entered the draft because they couldn't come to terms and was selected 88th overall by the Carolina Hurricanes. Um. Sorry, looking at more of what he's done. <laughs> uh, he played, I mean, I could list all of the minor league teams or the AHL teams that he played for, but he played, mo- he mainly played for the Carolina Hurricanes and Tampa Bay. He was with the Hurricanes from 1999 to 2002. Um, and then he went to Tampa Bay for a year and then he kind of bounced around some AHL teams. Um, and then eventually he, so his career, he played 174 career games, scoring 31 goals, 43 assists and 74 points. Um, and then he was hired in 2011 as the youth and amateur hockey coordinator for the Carolina hurricanes. Oh man. Uh, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I skipped a bit, but yeah. I mean, I mostly right. said his Kane's history. Right, <laughs> Wait, no, right. what uh, year? What years did he spend with us? Ninety-nine to two thousand and two. Oh yeah, no. Okay. Who is who? All right, Cat Hunter. <laughs> who who is your forgotten Kane? Shane Willis was hired as the youth and amateur hockey coordinator oh. for the Carolina Hurricanes in two thousand eleven. <laughs> Zach's giving up. <laughs> you have to know. I've been picking all the like. They're obscure, yeah. Now like, working for the Canes, yeah. yeah. I, the, 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 I hate myself he, because I, I really because 
I hate my. I thought the worse. youth and amateur hockey coordinator would give him away. Honestly, no. I to be honest, I completely forgot about that because the fact that's what he loves talking about. And he is my forgotten king. He's my not what if he, hurricane. He is my number one what if hurricane, and I really hate myself the fact that I didn't mm-hmm. get this one correct because Shane Willis is like on my like board of like I want this guy on this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for the next like forever because. <laughs> Ooh, I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry for the. Just sorry for not giving a headphone warning to everybody when I was uh, doing Zach's. Um, but yeah, this was a good round, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Was definitely a good one for sure. And on a bad note, with me being completely <laughs> beside myself, the fact that I didn't get Shane Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, <laughs> fake Hurricanes fan, Zach. <laughs> He's coming at us for Skinner. <laughs> so bailey where can you where can people find you on the socials no i'll start the uh, I'll, I'll start with zach zach can start it off this time <laughs> all right so real quick uh to find the podcast uh on our on the, if you're watching on the youtube version we got a little link down here at the bottom uh, you can find us on twitter at the search cast and obviously here on youtube find us at the search cast as well we also got a link tree um, in our bios on Twitter and stuff like that, and also on here, where you can you know find off all our socials and where you can listen to the podcast. Um, we really appreciate everyone for the last episode. So I love RSS now for us because I don't think Spreaker was giving us all of our numbers. Our last episode's at 89 downloads Damn. already. So I, I'm thinking your episode, Bailey, might have a lot more numbers than 63 because this one's got 89. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what's going on with that. But yeah. Um, we love the, you know, we love the support from everyone. Thank you so much for loving the show. But yeah, if you want to go follow us on our socials, Twitter and YouTube at the search cast. Uh, if you also want to follow our amazing network that we're with at five minute game sports network, you can check out our, the YouTube at five GSN. If you want to go look on Twitter, it's five and a game S N on Twitter. Well, I just didn't add it to this one, but you can find us uh, over there on Twitter. Uh, I think it's five in a game also as well on Instagram. And we also have a TikTok, which is five game S N spell out five game S N. Yeah. So amazing network. It's us. Mile high. We're not biased or anything. No, not (laughs) not at all. But it's like us, Mile high pundit and let's talk well hockey. So make sure you go check out those podcasts as well. If you just want more hockey content in general, because I know it's avalanche. At mile high, they talk about other sports too. Yeah, it's, we like hockey here. Um, <laughs> well, hockey is about the Blackhawks and women's professional hockey and college hockey as well over there. So definitely check out those shows. But we do appreciate you checking out our show. You know, make sure to subscribe, hit the like, you know, hit the but hit the bell. Gosh, and also hit the like button. <laughs> this is what I, this is normally my part. <laughs> if you Thanks, can't Bailey. tell, Thanks, comment, like, and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then you know, you follow me at one true Zach. That's only true Zach. If you want to follow me there on the Twitter, if you want to get my Canes takes, I do some other takes on there as well about other different things, but mostly it's all about the hurricanes on that side of things. Um, if you want to follow my writing, I do write for field pass hockey. That's FPH checkers. I cover the Charlotte checkers over there as well. If you want to get some up to dates about the former affiliate of the Carolina hurricanes, um, of our amazing team down there in Charlotte, make sure to go check them out as well. Bailey, where can people find you on the socials? 
On the old Twitter machine, you can follow me at Bailey Curtis, and that is Bailey with two Ys. Uh, lots of hockey content, uh, especially pertaining to the Hurricanes. Um, you can uh, follow me over. I just got a position writing for Field Pass Hockey as well, as Zach kind of spoiled earlier in this episode. Um, oh, I am- <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> got to give you all the crap I can. Um, <laughs> wouldn't listen be a here, listen here, listen it. here, Curtis. <laughs> No, but you can follow me over at FPH Eagles. Um, I am the current writer for the uh, Colorado Eagles uh, up here in Loveland, Colorado. Um, So if you're interested in kind of getting some coverage there, um, it's a really cool team, really cool opportunities. Unfortunately, with the Avalanche being injured, you can or I'm getting to see a lot of action uh, with them. So be sure to follow me over there um, to get updates on that. Um, And as Zach was kind of saying, I do handle things over on the YouTube side of the Surgecast. uh, So be sure to subscribe, like comment on some videos over there and be sure to hit that bell uh, icon. Keep your notifications on so you never miss an episode. Well, I know we got some. Hopefully, got some videos dropping soon. Yes, it's, 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 we do. It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but it's been I'm, a minute. It's also I'm funny too. For the yeah, it's funny too. We talk like we're we're we talk about the hurricanes on this podcast. We also write about other teams of Philly. Right, right. It's, it's, it's ironic. Well, I mean, we, I mean, not that we could do about it. We both live in different states that don't really have the hurricanes, so it kind of just has to, you know, it's one of those things where. But we're, our teams both have a lot of really cool things happening with them. So, I mean, you very true. Sam's we'll really jealous because you get to handle Alex Lyon. Yeah. Um, I get. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of guys who are getting this NHL experience and then coming back down, living to tell the tale. So yeah, well, know, of course, you awesome. know, yeah, with JJ and those guys are a mile higher doing the Colorado. Oh, he's already so. he's already messaged uh or sent a message on the announcement post saying like yeah we have to get you on mhp as our eagles informant i was like bet <laughs> yeah well luckily for us we do we do have andrew rinaldi covering the chicago wolves so it's not the worst thing in the world that we're not covering uh, the Wolves. yeah we're we're, we're we're in good we're in good hands with yeah. rinaldi over there but miss cat hunter where can people find you on the yeah. socials you can find me on Twitter at Kaniac Chick, uh, Chick without the K. Um, I do all my hockey talking there and everything that I've ranted about on here, just in less characters. I was going to um, say, before you continue to, you got the gold star from Catfish Curtis. He was, I was with him the other day and he was like, Cat cracks me up. He's, he follows me. And I, was, I, I was like, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, feel free to give me a follow. Love talking hockey. Um, and then if you also want to follow me on um, tw- my Twitter or ugh, your TikTok, my TikTok and my Instagram are the same. I just uh, rebranded my name, so it's Cat Hunter seventy four. But instead of the A in um, Cat, it's a V. So KVT Hunter seventy four. Um, I just make silly hockey videos and normally they're either about the hurricanes or just things going around the league that just you you just gotta laugh because it's the nhl um so yeah give me a follow um i love interacting with people and talking hockey um i don't always rant about things and i normally won't rant at you i just rant at the nhl (laughs) (laughs) wink wink nudge doesn't rant about Thanks. Unless you insult Jacob Slavin, and then we have problems. <laughs> yes. yes, and also, like I said, Cat does does all of our TikToks over at the Five GSN account as well. So make sure to go follow that account as well. Because there'll be videos up soon. 
I mean, we, we had to get a tech talker extraordinaire, and I couldn't think of a better person for us to have. So we're, we're, building, we're building, you know, big shout out to Jules as well. Uh, she does all of our video stuff over on the network as well. So definitely have to check out her amazing stuff. We basically got a really good crew over at 5GSN. So it's. And I'm the more local of the three of us. <laughs> so if you see true. me in a game, say hello. Um, I probably will be awkward in person, but please say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Once once you tailgate a couple times with cats, fine. Just it's it's one it's it, it's a slow build, but it's okay. Just like the hurricanes, we had a slow build in the dark ages. Now we're good. We're fine. Yes. That 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 second cup is coming pretty quick. <laughs> oh yeah. Hopefully this season, oh, yeah. crossing our fingers. But that will wrap up this episode. Uh, we were shooting for a two hour show. We are actually under that time wise. <laughs> We're under our two hours, which we wanted. It was just a little bit later past the one thirty mark because you know we kind of started a little bit late. But we do appreciate everyone, you know, staying, sticking around, listening to us talk to Andrew about the Wolves, and then of course after talking about your Carolina Hurricanes. But until next week for episode twenty eight of season two, already got twenty eight episodes That's for the second crazy. season. You love to see it. But until next time, I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. We'll see you next time here at the search desk.